What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Planet Creative Podcast. Today, we got Tyler LeClaire here. Uh, if you're from the High Park area, you know his family owns a bunch of karate schools, and uh, he's kind of the local karate kid. So, yeah, tell him a little bit about yes, what sir. you do and about yourself. Absolutely, man. Um, I'm Tyler, like you said. You know, I've been uh, I've been doing karate my whole life uh, since I was three, and, you know, I was young, so I might not remember it, but I've been training a long time. Didn't really take too many breaks throughout my career. Uh, I started teaching when I was 12, kind of learning the system, how to work with the kids, you know, hold pads and stuff, teaching them, correcting them, make sure they're doing the right thing. Um, now I'm running a couple, multiple schools, two schools. I'm managing both of them, making sure the kids are doing what they're supposed to, making sure all of our instructors are doing the right thing with the kids and uh, just having a great time doing it. I love it. It's a great workout and it's a great job to have working with kids, changing lives every day. It's uh, definitely a pleasure. So obviously, like you said, you're running multiple schools. There's multiple schools in the area. How did LeClaire's martial arts start? You know, obviously you weren't around for right, it when it right, first began, right, right. But, but what's kind of the story behind it? All right. So, I mean, it started all with my, my dad, man. He, um, he, we worked pretty hard to get where he's at today. I got to say, um, he definitely makes it happen for all of us, but he started out with, uh, working under, um, actually another man that had eight schools, um, in the area he kind of took his system and made his own system, basically. And uh, he started out with one school in Hyde Park and uh, kind of branched out from there. Had a couple different um, schools open up that he was helping out. And, you know, after that, we kind of found the right team that we were really going to build these schools with and build this organization with and uh, kind of took off from there. Our second school opened up, got to be maybe like 2012, 2013, around there in like the Spack and Kill area. Then our third school opened up in Rhinebeck and um, we just we got to stick to the system. That's really what it's big about is uh, sticking to the system, working as a team. That's really what makes the makes the schools run and definitely makes it easier for us when we're all together working as a team. And uh, it's like a big family when we work together. It's really good uh, to have that camaraderie and, you know, that teamwork together. It's really important for sure. So yeah, I I actually trained at Leclerc's for a little while. I did I did karate there. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't really my thing. I was just doing karate to kind of chill with the boys. But yep, I also yep. trained Muay Thai uh, under one of the schools. So I I know how it kind of operates and everything. But there's a lot more schools than when I was there. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you guys, I I know your dad would always say like we're known for our fighting. Like, yeah, yeah. like other schools are known for forms yeah. and, you know, whatever, twirling the, the staffs The bow staff yeah. and, yeah, the weapons. But you guys, your yep. dad especially was always like, nah, we're known for our fighting. Yeah. So, when, with all these schools now, do you guys have, I know every Friday you guys have that fight team practice. Yeah, yeah. Is it still all one fight team? Is it separated amongst the yeah, schools? There's like no animosity amongst yeah, the schools, Yeah, no, right? not, not really. You know, um, we all come together on Friday nights and it's... um. We all get to kind of work with each other and kind of bring each other to the next level is kind of how it works. You know, no hard feelings against anybody. You know, we're all fighting. We're all hitting each other hard. We're all laughing after. You know, it's it's funny. We all teach in different schools. We all teach in different locations. But, you know, everybody comes in and they're all fighting the same. They all do the same. They all look the same. Nobody looks different or out of place. Um it's funny because all the guys, we all train in different schools. So, like, I'm known as, like, the guy that kicks a lot. I kick a lot. My brother's a puncher. My dad does it all. You know, Mastro's a big guy. He punches, too. And uh, so we get all together, and we all have our different fight styles, and it's good because it blends into the kids, and they they love it. They We have kids that are nasty kickers, nasty punchers, nasty moving and stuff. So 
it's pretty cool to kind of see like all of us come into one school and we all start training the kid. It translates right into the kids work on Friday nights. That team practices. It's really cool. You know, of course the kids, they like, they like to beat each other up too. So, you know, they have those little rivalries in there, but it's good for them. You know, it gets them kind of bring them to the next level for sure. So yeah, the multiple schools, it's, you would think it would be like, there'd be like more animosity and stuff, but no, it's all cool. We're all family, you know, you know how like younger brothers and younger older brothers work. You know, you beat each other up, you laugh after you have a good time. You still show up at the dinner table like a big family. Yeah, no. And I, I mean, I can I can even attest to it. I know some people out there are here in karate and they're like, Ugh, yeah. yeah, 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 so like, tough. Ooh. yeah. So tough. Yep. But I can tell you for real, like these guys, these guys fight like I go there and like, you know, <laughs> kids won't be hitting each other. Your dad starts yelling at him. He's like, come on, what are you doing? Or he'll like he'll like yep. make them stand in like a like a two foot area with yeah. each other where they can't walk around. <laughs> yeah, and man. they're just sitting there cha- cha- trading punches. I mean, it's like and I even did it and it was a it was an intense workout. I'd get there. Yeah. You know, we'd start by running around normally, like I said, because I was more into like the Muay Thai boxing side of it. I'd be hitting the heavy bag before practice and then we'd go into footwork and like the last like half hour was sparring. And I would most of the people were younger than me who were my level. My dumb ass was like a white or an orange belt. So everyone (laughs) around me was like a kid. So I'm like a white belt, orange belt who does like boxing and Muay Thai, which like doesn't really translate too well when you're trying to do karate. Right, right. And I'd be going up against you, your brother, your father. And like, I remember one time I went in for a Superman punch on you. And like, you were talking about how you're a kicker. (laughs) You just kicked me straight in the chest. And it was like, uh, like an anime scene. Like I was just like frozen in the air for a second and then just hit the ground, got up, kept fighting. But yeah, you guys really do go hard. So, so like, I want you to talk a little bit about like the, the tournaments you've been on the, the, I guess adventures you guys because you've been all around the world to fight you've been ranked internationally you've been ranked top 10 nationally I'm pretty sure top five even nationally have one one world champion one one world champion I'm going for another one so do you get a belt yeah. Oh, that's you get sick. a you get a belt that says the year, it says world champion on it. It's it's kind of cool. That's a little, sick. A little cheesy, but it's dope. It's dope at the same time. Yeah, so talk about that a little bit. All right, so what what it's like to do point sparring. Yeah. All right, yeah. So, you know, um a couple different tournaments, you know, there's there's like certain level not levels, but there's certain kind of genres of tournament, I guess you could say. There's like traditional tournament where you're showing up in your traditional uniform. You got the white uniform, you got like the black trim on and you got like show all the respect and everything to all the masters, the headmasters and stuff. And that's kind of more for the young kids, you know, just to get them out there, get a taste of how tournaments are supposed to be, kind of how they're what the feeling is of getting out there and kind of building their confidence in the in the ring. For us, it's good to kind of coach the kids and stuff. And, yeah, we do compete there, too. Um, but it's it's more for like the, the black belts that are are getting into the into the, uh, the the ring and kind of getting more confidence. Now, tournaments that like all the senior the senior team goes to, um, <sighs> it, it's all over the it's all over the country. We've been out of the world. You know, I'm, I'm currently right now like the seasons. It's a little bit weird right now with everything going on. There are some tournaments being held, but, you know, been to places like Chicago, California, um, all over like Florida, Rhode Island. Um, there used to be tournaments in Texas. We go to Minnesota. Um, one of the the biggest tournaments actually for me, and it was it was one, probably one of my most successful tournaments was last February, literally right before COVID hit. Pretty weird. Um, it was in Ireland, and I, I don't even know how many people there were. Man, I, I don't even know. There were so many. I know like 
It was three days of fighting. You got we we got there. I think Wednesday, maybe Tuesday. Did some sightseeing, but it, we we trained a little. Got, got kind of got used to the uh, the time zone and time difference. But then it was you go way in. It's all like all official. You get your picture taken. You get weighed in, and then boom, it's Friday. You got team fighting. So it's a three man team fighting. One person goes in like. You whoever like you score the points. Whoever gets the points, that's a score at the end. Next person goes in, they score points, and at the end of the three fights, whichever team has more points wins. Um, so we actually got to fight team team Germany, which was pretty it was a pretty cool experience. They were actually a really good team. Um, and then Saturday was our individual weight classes, and the way it works in Europe in this, uh, it's called WACO. It's um World Association of Kickboxing Organizations. It basically allows anybody to come in and fight. Um. But your weight class, you got to fight in your weight class and then the weight class above you. So and it's cool there throughout the whole event. They're announcing. All right. This 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 person is fighting this person in this ring at this time. Be ready. You got 30 like a minute to get to your ring. If you don't show up, you automatically lose. So, yeah, it, it was hardcore. Like, right, yeah, they're like, it's you're like done. Thousand people here. If you don't find where you're going. Fuck yeah, it, it is intense. And um, because there's so many people and there, there's like everyone can fight in two weight classes. So it's like, all right, you're fighting this weight class, but you could have another fight literally right after your fight in the next weight class because they're trying to get it along. And there was, I think there was 32 rings, two boxing rings, um, and it's it was a massive, massive event. Um, and then the last day, Saturday, or I'm sorry, Sunday, was uh, open weight. So that's, you can fight any weight class and your age whenever they call your name. So I was, I they split it up into a couple groups and I was actually made it to the end of my group um, I got, I think I got like 15th or 16th out of 99 people or something. It was probably my best, best tournament I've probably fought in. It was good because, and it's different in Europe, like over in America and on our circuit here, we do uh one fight and you're done one round. If you lose, you're done over there. It was, you get two rounds, two, two minute rounds back to back with 30 second break. And so like the first round you could totally collapse and be like, damn, I'm down like 10 points. I got to make a comeback. And then the second round you come back and you're like, all right, I'm winning now. Like I got to keep this win. And then you move on and then you, and you keep going. And it, 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 this tournament was probably the coolest. I want to, I want to go to uh, definitely more tournaments in Europe. I'm looking, hopefully maybe in September going to Hungary. I talked to my dad about it yesterday. Actually, it's pretty funny. So are they doing tournaments right now or no? They're doing some tournaments. Um, Right now on the schedule, I think we have one in April, I think. I think we have one in July and maybe, um, I think maybe like August for like, the, like the big circuit. I know. Guys, usually uh, usually it's like, like one tournament. Weekend. Yeah, there's there's usually tournaments every weekend, but like the big tournaments, it's like one one big tournament a month for us. And uh, it's been rough. Like probably, what is it today? 16th? Next weekend would normally be the tournament in Chicago. And then two weeks after that, it would be the tournament in California. And so the schedule's all messed up, but I I follow a lot of the people I fight, and everyone's still training their asses off. So it, it's kind of cool to see, like, all right, so everyone's still getting ready to just in case, like, all right, it's time to go. So so you were talking about uh, belts before. So like, how there's multiple, there's different tournaments. Like, if you win at a tournament, does that go into like a point system, which then at the end they invite like the top twenty people from each weight or whatever or each region like how how does that translate to getting a belt like all right so like so the belts are kind of more like the traditional aspect of like any martial arts so like in the big tournaments in the big uh the tournaments we go to they're um 
it's open. It's called open tournaments. So any style can kind of go out and come compete. You don't have to be like Tang Soo Taekwondo, like Kung Fu, like stuff like that. Anybody could show up and fight. Um, so I could just show up. Yeah. If you have, and it, if you have a black belt. <laughs> yeah. So like you have a black belt in your art, you're good. You can show up. And oh, anybody, okay. So yeah, you have to have a, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, so say, you have like, to be wait, a black belt. I could just walk into this. And <laughs> no. like, Let's go. No, so, so like, when like the belts at work, like you got to learn your form, you got to learn like your kicks, you got to know your punches, you got to know like your your uh, self defense stuff like that. Um, and you 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 practice that, and once you actually like really master that, that's when you get a new belt. But um, the the tournaments, it's like once you get your black belt, you're no, 18. I mean like the championship belt. Oh, that okay, you were okay, yeah, about. yeah, yeah. So that belt, so that that's that's kind of in a point system in a way where like throughout the whole year when you you take your points on what you play so like there's different ratings to tournaments so the bigger and the more uh competitors there are in the tournament the more points you get for winning first second third fourth fifth etc so like the better you do the more points you get then at the end of the year it goes into this big excel spreadsheet or whatever and um they add they take your best tournaments and they add all the points up and then whoever has the most points at the end of the year that's who kind of gets world champion and then they, they go second, third and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it is point system, but it's based on how you do. So if you, you fight like crap, you're not getting points, but if you win and then eventually like if you win first place, then you go to nighttime or you go to uh runoffs, which is like you fight the next weight class above you. So like I, I usually fight in 170. So I would actually fight the 169 because it's like light welter and then welterweight. So I would be fighting both of them. And then whoever wins that fight, they fight for like the middleweight grand champion at the nighttime show, and they and then you can win cash, you can win these dope ass trophies. Um, it's pretty cool how like the uh, point system works and the the runoffs and the grand champions and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. So there's I I, I know this because obviously I was in this world for seven months. Yup, yup, yup. So like. There's like you said, the traditional tournaments, the point sparring, there's full contact and yeah, full yeah. contact is like the closest to probably like M- like I MMA or I don't want to say I don't want to say real fight, but like there's not a stop in yeah, between every yeah, time there's yeah. a point. It's continuous. So yeah. like, do you do that? Do you have plans to do that? Um, I mean, not me personally. I know like my brother and uh, one of the other guys, Mike, he, they're like they're interested in it. Um me personally, I'm cool with the point fighting. You know, I, I like to, and I know it's weird. I'm a fighter. I don't like to get hit. So I like, I like to win basically. Um, but getting hit is not my forte. Um, so I mean, I, I kind of feel like though, I don't care if you're a fighter or not. Like, I mean, no. I never had like a real fight. I've sparred a lot. Yeah. I've been in street fights, I guess yeah. you could say. All but right, like, all right. I don't know if anybody really yeah, likes to get hit. That's true. That's like, true. No, yeah, like, that's even, true. like nobody wants to get punched in the fucking face. That's like, true. Got maybe Nate Diaz or Tony Ferguson. Yeah, those like, crazy ass. Tony yeah. Ferguson's a psycho, and yeah. Nate Diaz has maybe five brain cells. Left. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. But it's um, the full contact. It takes like discipline, training. Like you gotta. You got to be on your shit for that. And you like, have to train differently than like normal point sparring karate as well, because it's it, obviously it's not it's going to it's going to change, you know, depending on if the guy's coming at you. I mean, I guess it's the same in point sparring, but yeah. I feel like you may not be in like that traditional like sideways karate stance as yeah. much. Am, am I so like I mean, for like the point fighting and stuff, uh, it, there's a lot of um, people fight different for the most part. It's sideways because like 
it's so fast paced and it's so explosive that if you even turn your body forward for like a split second there, you're getting kicked in the chest. You're getting punched in the chest. You know, it's, it's a little crazy. Um, if you turn your body forward, but you know, you have those people that are like boxers or like they do kickboxing and they show up and they have that little cocked stance where their, their chest is a little forward. So like, you'll know, like, in little little nuances that they do when they're fighting, like when they're gonna kick, when they're gonna punch. Like some people have this little like hitch step. They're like right before they kick, they're like they step up and you're like, all right, I can punch you. Like you're you're in a vulnerable position. But like it's the same goes for fighting. Like people have these little things where they're bouncing and they like throw their hands back and forth. You're like, all right, they're coming to punch. Let me throw my foot at you. Like so the stance, everyone has their own stance really. Um right. but I would say it's probably closest to like kick like probably closest to kickboxing, maybe even boxing a little bit. I know boxing, you're a little more forward, but like since kickboxing, you like kick too. So I would say it's probably closest to like kick. Yeah. yeah that's like my dumb ass. I remember sparring with you and Robert and I'd be like, I'd be sideways in like the karate stance, but like I was always using my hands. Like yeah. I could not kick. I'm not flexible. <laughs> I, it was like not happening. Like I was never yeah. kicking. And yeah. like, I would, so I would always just try to punch. So like I would be more square forward, which obviously in point karate, in point sparring or it's karate, a big like, difference. Yeah, yeah, that's no good. Yeah, like, no, that's yeah. Cause so it's so explosive. You're saying like, so, you know, some of the people want to do full contact. So, you know, do, is there anyone from your school or that you fought against that has ever made it to like, uh, boxing, Muay Thai, MMA level. I mean, I personally, I've never fought them, but like I've been around them. I've fought their teammates and stuff. Um, it was a cool, a cool opportunity. One of actually our instructors, Master O'Hearn, he uh he got to fight Raymond Daniels, and you've probably seen his knockout on uh, ESPN and Top Ten. I it was probably like a couple of years ago where uh, he used to fight in point fighting. He he's probably one of the most explosive fighters. I actually got the opportunity to take a camp with him. Um, and train with him before he got into, I think he's in the Bellator. I think he might, I don't think he's made it UFC. I think he's Bellator. Um, but he's made it. And actually it's pretty funny that like now, because he's made it a lot of the other MMA fighters are actually like, let's see what this point fighting is about because it's so quick and explosive. Like, um, what's his name? Uh, Canadian guy. Hayabusa. Um, I don't know, bro. Is he a karate uh, guy? No, MMA, MMA. Oh, uh, George St. Pierre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there used to be a team on the circuit. It was Team Hayabusa, and they actually trained with George St. George St. Pierre, and they showed him like their stance and how they were bouncing and that they were being explosive, and he actually trained with them. So like, it's kind of seems like MMA and this point fighting is kind of meshing together now because... You know, MMA, it's like, all right, I got to hit you hard. I got to knock you out. Let me try and get you on the ground. Let me ground and pound. But, like, these fighters that are, like, so explosive with their legs, and it's very different because, like, MMA, you're doing rear leg kicks to the leg. You're doing rear leg kicks to the body. You're kind of pushing your foot forward and kind of throwing your hands and kind of making combinations. And um, the way the point fighting works is you're, like, you're kind of leaving your body vulnerable, but it's quick. It happens so fast that you're on top of them in a split second and you're you're ready to bang and hit them and so i'm seeing like even another guy he was from ireland his name's dean barry he just made it i think he just got a contract with the ufc so you'll see him and i think you're gonna see more and more that these point fighters and the way they work out and the way they're so explosive it's going to kind of translate into mma just from these few fighters in the point fighting uh life kind of make it over into there well, I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, people like to kind of knock karate and, and taekwondo and things like that just because, 
it is fighting. It is a martial art. It takes discipline. But right. like compared to something like boxing, Muay Thai, yeah. uh, MMA, you know, you're not. I think people look at point sparring and they see that it stops in and in, in between each yeah, point, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, this isn't this isn't real." But like, as someone once again who who did it for a little while, like it it is like I've gotten hit by you in sparring and it hurts, you know, a fucking heel to your chest. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. fun. Definitely like, not that fun. Feel yeah. good, and like you said, like it happens in a split second, and you are very explosive. Like it's all about being explosive yeah. in point sparring and. I mean, there are a few people who have made it to the UFC who were, or, you know, MMA, high MMA, because now you got one FC, you have yeah, you got all the, uh, all the Bellator. Other. I mean, that, I don't think that bare knuckle boxing has takedowns, ah, but even yeah. that, that's yeah, next that's, level though. Like that's still, craziness, but <laughs> that, yeah, though, but I feel like, wild. like, you know, like there was like John Jones who trained at Tiger Shulman and like, I know Tiger Shulman does like Muay Thai and boxing and yep. all that, but they are also like a, a karate school, yeah, correct? Yeah. So it's like, there's uh, yeah. already fighters who have made it who have done stuff and like speaking to the explosiveness like obviously that's going to benefit any fighter whether you're uh, yeah. a wrestler yeah. whether you're a boxer whether you're i, I don't know about jiu-jitsu i've never done jiu-jitsu yeah, no, but i'm assuming no, you have to be explosive to be jiu-jitsu yeah, like, i mean first one to move first if you make your move first and you make it correct i mean and it's yeah it's, it's just gonna happen for you you know like and it's kind of cool to see now that you're saying like the, it, there are people who are making it from point yeah. sparring and taking it to that next level. But also when they're taking it to that next level, I'm assuming that it's they're just not training like, you know, Tang Sudo or yeah. whatever anymore. They're training boxing. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. Training 100%. Wrestling. Yeah. They're training sure. jujitsu. But it's cool. To, it's cool to see like karate guys transitioning into uh, MMA and things like that, because like the UFC originally started as like what martial art is yeah. the best. You know, you had mm. dudes going in there with shoes on who were just ready to throw hands and then you yeah. had a dude like one of the Gracies going in in a gi yep. ready to, and it had no punching. They would just fucking try to take you down. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's cool to see now that like finally, you know, a martial art that's been around for, I don't know, thousands of yeah. years yeah. is like transitioning into MMA so well. And yeah, it's, I apologize it's, if you hear squeaking in the background, that is my dog with a toy. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, it's definitely a it's definitely a cool transition to see. I mean, and I'm sure as the years go on, and like, it kind of makes more into the the front face of like the, the public, and they start seeing everything. They'll know, like, all right, this is this is this is what it is now. This is, and you know, there's there are tournaments right now where like, um, one of the point fighting tournaments, uh, actually is their nighttime show is on ESPN three or like ESPN U or something like that. And it's basically the best of the best throughout the day of the tournament that um, they're getting to see on TV. So like, it's a small audience ESPN three, like who the hell watches ESPN three, like, or ESPN U or even like, like channel 200 or something like nobody knows about that. Um, but it's, it's out there. It's cool. It's there. So, you know, and it's starting to make more, more headway. Like there's actually right now because of COVID and everything, they started this uh, pro point league and, um, it's a little bit more contact and, um, I think, I don't think there's stops, but I think like if you, if like there's points scored throughout the match, um, I haven't really, I've watched a little bit of it, but what it seems to be is like all these fighters from the point fighting league are getting out and making their own league testing, for, like obviously testing for COVID and stuff like that, following the, the guidelines and everything, but they're getting out there and they're still fighting. So, I mean, and it's a little bit more than just point fighting and stopping them and like, okay, here's a point like, 
they're letting them kind of finish their combo. So, like, if I hit you one, two, and I go three, four, five, they're not going to, like, rip you off you. They're going to be like, all right, go for it. Like, hit them. Then then they'll stop you and be like, all right, that's a point. But it, it's pretty cool to see, like, how the sport is making these, like, smaller leagues branch off and kind of make try and make the sport bigger. Um, I think is what everyone's trying to do is just make the sport more in everybody's face. So that way people see that like these people are still hitting each other and it's quick and it's fast, but they want, I think everybody wants to see it more, especially like us too. Like we're fighters. We want to be, we want to have a show. We want to give a show to people. We want to, we want to show people that we can still fight and we can. So that's kind of, that's kind of, it's pretty cool to see how the sport is evolving for sure. So like, obviously, you know, podcast is called, Planet Creative, and you know people may see a fighter on here and be like, "Well, what the hell does this have to do with being creative?" Can you talk about how like you do have to be creative when you're fighting, whether it's uh, in your training and switching it up, yeah. whether it's mid-fight seeing a guy that you know, yeah. like you were talking about before, his hands moving, and you're like, "Okay, he throws a punch here." Like, kind of talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Could. So like, so training, you know, it's it's. Personally, I, I I kill myself every time I train, dude. I, I leave the floor and I'm like, God, dripping sweat, like wring my shirt out. Like, what am I? What do I do? Why do I do this to myself? But at the same time, it's like I need this, you know. Um, but you got I got creative, um, you know, um, making up different drills, you know, do, obviously like doing the doing the basics of like the punching, the kicks, doing that over and over repetition is is good. But then you got to add like movement, you know. So like you're cutting angles in the ring. Like the ring is is I think it's 36 feet by 36 feet. It's big. It's a big ring, and you can um, you you're moving around. You got to know like all right, this person kicks. I got to move this way so that way I make him move the same way so that way I can set up like my hands or I can set. I set the other person up to throw their hands. So I know they're throwing their hands so I can throw the kick. So it's a lot of setups when you're fighting, especially when you get to the tournaments and like, it's the same for any sport. You watch a film on a guy fighting and you catch on to his kind of, okay, he moves this way. He moves this way. Then he goes. So like you throw in fakes to kind of get their reaction and the fakes are, it's, it could be like a little soft kind of like throw my hand at you and see like, okay, they moved back. All right, now what do I have to do? Like, okay, he moved back. So now I can cut my angle and I can get into this position to throw my kicks and then follow my hands. Or I could throw my check at him hard, throw my like leg on the ground and hand on the, at him. And if he doesn't move, I'm going with my hands cause he's sitting duck right there and I'm already going forward. So I might as well keep the momentum. So with training and stuff, it's, it's just practicing those fakes, those setups to get the other person to do what you want them to do. It, it honestly, I, the like best a thing game I of chess. Yeah, it, it's a game of face. chess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like your kicks are your books, your hands are your castles, man. You gotta like figure out how to use them, and, and it's all that was strategy. Good. Is that an actual saying? Nah, dude. Oh, right off the, right the head. <laughs> right off the head. That was solid. Um, but yeah, it's it's a big game, and. Um, some people are better at the game, but honestly, it's like the more live fights you get in the ring at tournaments, the better off you're going to be. Because like you get in the school, you're fighting and it's like, all right, you're fighting your buddies. I'm fighting my brother. And it's like we fight each other hard, but you don't have that same like adrenaline, that same rush, the same kind of feel as like you're in a tournament with 10,000 people watching you and you're you're fighting one dude and one dude in the ring. And there's three people giving you points like Nothing is gonna change that. It's like the NBA Finals in like playing basketball three on three in in the street. It's there's no comparison. Um, so like 
the the fight I go to the gym I, I work legs I have resistance bands I use I use the straps I, I a bunch of different stuff to train jumping rope running um riding the bike hitting the treadmill hitting hitting the stairmaster you know hitting all these leg groups because I mean you know kicking kicking takes kicking some weird sucks. weird leg muscles man kicking, kicking sucks. sucks kicking it's sucks so different like I remember like when I would I would do the karate stuff with you guys in the morning then I would go train Muay Thai with Paulie in the afternoon or vice versa and it yeah. was like the kicking in karate is so different from the kicking in Muay Thai. Like the kicking in karate is like so isolated. Like you yeah. lift your knee as like a chamber, but then you like use the bottom half of your leg to throw the kick. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in like yep. Muay Thai, it was like, you're, you're going to do a little ske- uh, like a, a skip, skip step and then swing your twist, leg around yeah. and you use like your whole hip. And it right. was just, it was just so different. My legs hurt all the fucking time. Yeah, dude. Like, I tell I the abs kids. the only time in my life, though, so that was solid. <laughs> there right? you go. Yeah, dude. I mean, bro, the cardio, man. The cardio from drilling and just moving. I mean, you got to think you're bouncing around for... I mean, we do three-minute rounds. We do, what, 16 rounds in the morning, 20 rounds in the morning. Freaking... You're dying. It's an oh, hour yeah. workout be, of bouncing on I'd your toes, there, dude. Like, training with you guys at, like, 6 in the morning, and we'd, like, lift weights, yep. hit pads... Spar a little bit. Uh, most of the time it was me and Robert being idiots, and like we'd hit one another and laugh. <laughs> yep. Sparring, like and then like I'd go and train with Paulie, and then at night I'd go back to the karate school to take a class, and it was just like a lot, a lot of fuck. Like you said, a lot of cardio, just constant like bouncing around, bouncing jumping around. around, throwing kicks. Like, and I I feel like. Like I said before, like sometimes I feel like people see karate and they're like, eh, whatever. Yeah, like a- and they probably see that, like they they get that feeling probably because it's like the traditional, like, all right, you got to actually be like a martial artist. Like, well, there's also schools out there. I feel like that are like, not that they give every anyone a black belt, but like they may not be focusing on fighting the way that your school does. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I remember yeah. talking to your dad sometimes, and he'd be like. Oh, that's cool. Like they like, you know, like they don't focus on fighting the way we do. Like in the area, yeah. like we're one of the only schools that really focuses on yeah, like, the yeah. fighting aspect of it. So like I feel like some schools, you know, like you see a kid who has a black belt, but it's like they could got that black belt when they were fucking ten years old. Yeah, they yeah. So it's like I feel like karate has this like weird stigma behind it because it, you yeah. don't see it on TV and yeah. see them like knocking someone out. No, yeah. I mean, especially for like the like even for our age, like twenty like twenty to thirty. I mean, like you gotta like want to kind of like in order to do like a martial art, you kind of want to have to better yourself almost like I know our program especially with the kids and stuff is like a lot around character development kind of develop developing them at a young age to have like confidence to have focus so that way when they're they're going through high school they're going through college they're trying to get a job they have these life skills where they're not being like left in the dust where like another kid that might have like a different upbringing or a different, different kind of life and they have it easy. They just get through, you know, it's, it's different for some and every family that comes to us is different, you know, and they all come for different goals. Like some, some families come to us and they're like, yeah, we want to fight. Like we want to be, but most of the time when families come, it's mostly like, I want my kid to have better focus. I want my kid to be better in school. I want them to get better school grades. And, you know, that all is part of the martial art. You know, you have to have self-discipline. We teach the kids self-discipline. We teach the kids confidence. You know, some kids come there and they're like, I'm getting bullied at school. And it's like, well, let's get, let's show this kid. It's all right to come here and be loud and have kind of get them out of their shell. Cause martial arts is, it's a lot of fighting that, you know, there's fighting, there's the forms, but, like I say, man, the character development for the kids is really important. Like we're doing message of the week with the kids where it's like 
quotes from like Albert Einstein and like Martin Luther King and people that like these kids might not even know, like they're five, six, seven, eight. They don't know who these people are. And then we try and like, you know, explain it to them. Like, this is what the quote mean. This is what these words mean. This is what it means to be a martial artist. Like we want the kids to be a martial artist on the inside as well as the outside. And the outside is the easier part to teach. Like it's kicking, punching. I've been doing it for 20 years now. Like if I don't know how to teach a kid a kick or a punch, I probably shouldn't be doing this job. You know, um, it gets real deep in the classes, though, like really focusing on that character development. And I think that's where like the the 20, like the 20 something year olds are like, I don't care about that. You know, I just want to fight. I just want to be a fighter. I want to be a boxer, you know, and that's why like they might choose a different path. And you know what? That's fine. That's cool. Like I've been doing it my whole life. So, I mean. I've already learned all this, so I want to yeah. be able I'm to. Sure you could beat some people's asses that have like. Yeah, and I mean in a few street fights. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, um, it's it's just, not soft by any means, especially at your guys' school. Like, like yeah. we talked about before, like you guys really do focus on fighting, and then like going into the character development and confidence thing. Like, not only that, but like. I do feel like the fighting aspect does help with those kinds of things. Yeah, tournaments, you're, like, fighting, a, you're you know, a dick. Getting punched in the face is like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't be a dick as much. If you yeah. don't have some confidence, yeah, yeah, yeah. you hit someone in the yeah, face or you like, get whoa. hit in the face and you take it or you hit someone in the face and knock them down. Like, it's like, oh. Yeah, it's kind of okay, eye-opening. Like you get hit in the yeah. face and you take it like, oh, I can That's what it this. feels like. I could do and that. It also just yeah. feels like, I, like I said, like I did Muay Thai with you guys maybe close to a year, karate for yeah. like six months yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. I think so. And... Like you do just walking around feel more confident. Like you're like, like, and I mean, I played hockey. I got into fights in hockey. I got into fights in school and then hanging out with kids in the street when I was younger. Like I've been in my fair share of fights, but like doing martial arts was just like, and I tend to be, especially when I was younger, an angry person. <laughs> I can snap sometimes yep, yep. short height and short temper. Yeah. Um, so like oh, that, shit. like, I never was more calm in my life. I never was more confident in my life. Like it really does. Like it's weird. Like it without does you noticing. It's like yeah, like, without yeah, you like, like. And it also feels good to just go somewhere a couple times a week and be able to fucking hit something. Hit something. Yeah. Without having to yeah. like punch a wall and fix it, or punch a wall and break your hand, or yeah, punch no, someone definitely. and get in trouble. Like it does feel good, and it really does build confidence like i feel like that's a big thing with martial arts and, yeah, and like fight sports in general is they really do build confidence yeah confidence is really big you know and it, and it um it, a lot also with like with the confidence and like the, a lot of big big thing with us is like focus and like discipline and like all right like you're in class you got your uniform on we can goof around a little bit but you're a martial artist so like you got to have that discipline like our art our, our is came from a militaristic background so like you got to think like what do soldiers do? You know, they stand at attention. They stand, they don't move. Right. So we're teaching the kids like be focused, stand still, pay attention. And you'll be able to learn. You'll be able to gather more than you kind of just fooling around, messing around, not really paying attention. And we do that. Also, we, we, we give kids homework. <laughs> we give kids homework at the school, you know, making sure they're doing what they're supposed to do at home. They're not messing with their parents. They're not messing with their teachers. So the discipline, the self-discipline, it, it goes a long way with kids, um, especially when they start at a younger age or even around eight, nine, you know, I remember when I was a 10 year old, all I want to do is play video games and play outside and play sports. And, you know, the, the have the parents have somebody else to come from the outside and say, you know what, this is what you, this is how you should act at home, you know, and that it helps the parents out too, because they're like, all right, they let us be the bad guy. 
they bring their kids in and weekend to kind of say, Hey, what's going on at home? Why are you, why are you not listening to mom and dad? Why are you not listening to your teachers? What's going on? How can we help? And, and it helps the kids too, because then they, they feel like they don't have to tell their parents when they do something bad too. So they're like, Oh, well I did this, this, and this. I didn't listen to my mom because this, this is going on. So it, it kind of gives them like another adult to come to and say, and be feel comfortable with and say, you know what, this is, this is kind of how I'm feeling. This is what I'm acting like. And then it gives us the chance to kind of feed into their lives and tell them, this is how you should react to certain situations. You know, you get mad at home. Mom tells you to do something. Don't get mad. Mom knows what's best for you. So make sure you listen to her. And then you will see that if you listen to your parents more, you kind of do what you're supposed to. You do your chores. Life at home is going to be a little bit easier. So it's kind of just giving them that work ethic too. you know, like you're at home, do your chores. And then when they're older, they're going to be like, I had to do this when I was a kid. So you know what? I'm going to have to do it now. I'm an adult now. Now I have to take out the garbage on my own. I have to wash the dishes on my own. I have to do this. I have to do this. So it's always just sitting, trying to set the kids up for success. And, you know, it's, it's definitely proven to work nine times out of 10, 10 times out of 10. It's, it's fantastic. I love seeing it. So do you, uh, do you, do you watch like UFC, any of those sports, boxing, whatever? Sometimes, you know, I, if the big fights are on, I will. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not too crazy about watching sports and stuff. It's, it's, it's crazy. But Except your Eagles. Ugh, dude, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about them, bro. They're, they're terrible. So I, have a, I have a question for you. Obviously, and I'm sure you know this, McGregor, uh, Poirier okay. fighting. Yep. McGregor's already knocked Poirier out once. And I've been saying this to people, and some people rebuttal it. Some people agree with it. But so McGregor's fighting Poirier again. They're both different animals than they were, whatever it was years ago when they fought. Yeah, a bro, while McGregor, ago. McGregor like, is like looking crazy, be, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah he looks looked, like a savage. Yeah, bro, he's. But I feel like crazy. we were in high school still when they might have fought the first time. Maybe we were freshmen in college. Okay. Um, and. So here's my thing. You and McGregor's coach said this too. At the end of the day, no matter how confident Poirier is, and he may not be afraid of Conor McGregor, but the fact that he knows that McGregor has already knocked him out and he's felt McGregor's power is going to be in his subconscious during the fight. Do you agree with that? Like, have you ever been hit with a big shot and the next time you fight the guy, you're like, hmm, okay, I got to be a little more careful or I got to be more hesitant because Poirier is known for like, just going out there and banging. Like yeah. he goes out and he throws punches, fast pace, yeah, yeah. always controlling it. Whereas McGregor is, he can be cool. fast paced, but he also controls the fight at yeah. a slower pace. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, makes you make a mistake that he then capitalizes on. So, like, how do you think that's going to play into effect? Like, what is the mindset of a fighter? So, like, like, I mean, you know, um, I've definitely had my. I, I'll never forget, bro. My first, my first tournament as an adult. I fight this guy, Kevin Walker. Great guy. You know, he's one of the best. First tournament, I go up to touch his glove. You know, Joe Respect. Dude just takes his hand away from me, bro, and walks away. And I go into the ring, and I'm like, what? Why the hell didn't this guy touch my glove? And I'm 18. This is like already in your head. Yeah, yeah. He's already in my head. So I'm like, well, fuck. Like, what am I? What the hell? And then I fight my fight. I lose, whatever. Next time I fought him, I was like, I bet you he's going to do it again. And he didn't. And I'm like, what the heck is going on, man? I'm like, what is going on? And I fought him better the second time. But, you know, I, I do think that it, could, it can be in your head. Like, 
And but fight and, and but not to say that he's scared. Like I'm not gonna sit no, here and be like, yeah, oh, he's scared yeah. to fight McGregor. But you'll but be like, just thinking about it exactly. Yeah, you're, you're more hesitant, right? You yeah, I mean, you yeah, you'll be like, like I know, like I got I've gotten kicked in the ribs multiple times trying to punch people, and I I hate punching. So like that's that's the one reason I don't like punching is getting kicked. So like right now, as me personally, like I'm hesitant to punch because. Like what, what it's the what ifs, you know, like what if I get kicked in the ribs? What if I get punched in the ribs? You know, and you're, you're kind of thinking about it and overcoming that just takes a lot of practice. And, you know, do I think he'll be thinking about him getting knocked out? Probably. But then there's also that, that factor of he's got that adrenaline going, you know, like, all right, let's yeah, go. I'm like, I'm hungry. Like, in like, the I middle wanted, of the fight, he's yeah. going to be like, oh, fuck, this dude already <laughs> knocked me gonna out. Knock, no, but yeah, like, but leading before, up to it, or even subconsciously. Even though. probably before, he's probably like, this guy's knocked me out before, you know, like. And it can either, like, make him fight different or motivate him, and, like, you're not going to know, but, like, at the same time, know. I feel like he's still thinking about it. Oh, dude, he's definitely thinking about it. I mean, how can you not? Knocked out on you the You got knocked out in front of how many people watching it, not only in person, but on TV? Like, you're definitely watching gonna... it on YouTube. Yeah, and you, Facebook yeah, exactly. And exactly. And... and Twitter. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely something he probably trains. And you know what? It could motivate him, too. You know, like, like you said, you know, he could be in the gym, like, I'm not getting knocked out again. I'm not letting this dude knock me out. But at the same time, like, they are he both could knock me out. Such different fighters, though. Yeah, such different fighters. Yeah, dude, and like McGregor's locked in again. It seems like he's not getting drunk and doing cocaine and yeah. punching old men in bars. So yeah, like, he he's I see I follow him on Instagram. I follow him. He he seems like he's like he's getting ready to kind of get back crazy. into crazy. Yeah, like I remember I was talking to my friend, one of my friends. He's like, looks like he's juice, and I'm like, I don't think he's juice. I don't think he's juice. I don't think but he's it juice. Looks like, he but is. he's jacked. He's, he's huge. Ripped, like man. you look he's at ripped. pictures of him. Like I mean, he was also fighting at 145, which yeah, is just absurd. Light. It's like this dog, Absurd bro. for him to be <laughs> yeah, fighting at. Yeah, like it's, it's tiny. One forty-five is fucking. What crazy. is he known for? Like one, one he probably walks around at like one seventy, yeah, one eighty. If I had nuts. to guess, I mean, he's like five ten. Probably walks around around. Yeah, but like, dude, like nuts. cutting down to one forty-five. Like he looked like if you look up pictures of him, like he looked like shit. Yeah, like he looked horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely looked like shit. Yeah, I agree with that. And like now, I mean, I mean, at one fifty-five, he looks a little better, but it's just like. Who the hell knows? Yeah, I dude. don't know what's gonna happen. I want to see him fight Khabib again. Honestly, dude, I'm a Khabib's huge McGregor a fan. Monster. I'll be the first to say it. Yeah, I love McGregor. I think he's crazy. His shit talk is fantastic. He yes, can fight. Yep. His personality's dope. Cause like, if he wins or loses, like he is always respectful. Like the shit talk only ever leads up to the fight. Yep. And it's just that's how it should be too. I mean, yeah, you're I mean, because you're just trying to fight, get in yeah. people's heads. Like, at oh that point, yeah, it's like Ali. Like Ali always got in people's heads. Like I'm pretty sure, like I don't know, George Foreman, somebody. I'm pretty sure there's this story about like Ali pulling up to the gym of like somebody he was about to fight, and the dude like literally like pulled out a gun and pointed at him, like the guy he was fighting, and yeah. it might have been a fake gun or something that yeah, he was yeah. using to just scare him, but he was so pissed at Ali's antics yeah. that like he was like, okay, I need something to get this dude that, to just yeah. back the fuck off. Dude, like, that's wild. I never heard that's, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah look, uh, look it up. I'm, I'll, we, we'll look it up after the podcast. Anybody else who's listening, look it up. Um, but yeah, he, there's some story like that where like Ali was like just messing with this dude and like showed up to the gym like banging on the guy's oh, window. Dude, that's like, crazy. Crazy. Could you fucking imagine, just dude? Just getting in people's heads is definitely... Oh, it's a good tactic. That's for sure. I mean, shit, it worked on me. I mean, that guy not touching my glove. I'm 18. I'm like, bro, ever since then, I'm like, everybody's touched gloves. It's just respectful. You know, you're 
tapping gloves. Good luck. You know, this dude, I'm like, he left me hanging. I'm like, yo, give me your hand. All right. And then we fought and I, it pissed me off. And then I didn't fight my fight because I was pissed off. Even in like other sports, though, like it's always useful to get in people's head. Like I didn't do it as much in lacrosse because it's like there was not really any need to. But yeah. like in hockey, like. Like and also just like the insults and chirps in hockey are just so childish. Like <laughs> I'm five five and, you know, every game it's like, oh, you're so short. And like it would get to the point where like. Like I'd like a dude who's like six foot six one would be like shoving me and he'd be like, "What are you gonna do? You're mad fucking short." And I'd look at him and be like, "What are you gonna do? You're mad tall, bro." <laughs> oh, and like they'd always just be like, "What? Wait, what'd you just say?" Yeah, and then dude. just be like, "Fuck you!" And like skate away. Like yeah. they wouldn't know what <laughs> they to say. They don't know what to say. That's and then, funny. Like they would just like not mess with me for the rest of the game, and it's just like mad funny. Like yeah. just the little head games, and I feel like especially in fighting, it's. It's big. It's even yeah. bigger. Yeah, Especially dude, at that sure. professional level. Like, yeah, dude. It's like, no look joke. at, uh, what are the boxers? Ryan Garcia and, okay. uh, Tank. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tank, Gervonta Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fights with Floyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, if you want my opinion, Ryan Garcia is an amazing boxer, but Tank is still out of his league. Yeah, no, I was actually talking about I think Tank is that. still out of his league. Like, Tank is, it's just. He's a beast, man. He I've got knocked, Garcia got knocked down in that last fight. And I'm sorry, but like, if you get knocked down by a tank shot, like you're probably, probably not, not gonna get. Yeah, up. no. I I remember like when I was actually training for that tournament in Ireland, bro. I was training with Sonny. He was like teaching me how to swim and shit, and he showed me videos. Sonny of, Neville. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. He was like teaching me how to actually swim it, like for a workout. But uh, I remember he was showing me videos of Javanta, and I was like, holy shit! Like dude, he's dude crazy. can hit, man. He can hit. And he's little. Yeah, and dude. My I was height, like, maybe smaller. Asked Honestly, Sonny, he's like, he's yeah, he's little. little. I'm like, wait, what? How tall is he? It was wild. But I'm Ryan like, Garcia is like super skinny. Like, what does he fight at? Like, one. I, I, I think I it's. The, I don't think it's the lightest. I don't even know. There's like I don't know. so there's many fucking boxing is there's so many weight classes. Dude. It's what every five pounds. In it's boxing? something like that. And it starts at like 129 or like 139 or something like that. It's ridiculous. It's like super max multi heavyweight champion. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's ridiculous. Like what? And there's like 30 different belts for every weight class. You're yeah, like, I don't, What's going I don't on get here? it. Boxing is way like dudes too have like eight different man. belts. They're like the heavyweight champion. And you're like, well, yeah. Wait, for which, which belt one? are they fighting for? <laughs> which one? Which yeah, belt? Like, the green one? The, but like, which one? The red one? Like, what? Which one is it? This it's time? crazy. But I, Ryan Garcia, don't get me wrong, is good. But like, Tank is yeah, dude's a beast. No, yeah, I mean, I follow Ryan Garcia you have too. All He's all these clowns, bro. Now, like, you have Jake Paul. That's, yeah, dude, like, it's ridiculous. Like, Jake Paul thinks he's gonna beat up Conor McGregor. Like, like you're out of your mind. Bro, like, that I don't dude's definitely it, man. has <sighs> moved on from cocaine and is just full blown started smoking crack. Yeah, uh, bro, it's wild. Like, <laughs> his brother fighting Floyd Mayweather yeah. is hilarious because Logan Paul's literally like, I don't even know how I'm fighting this yeah, dude. Yeah, that, like, that's so why, like. Not that I like either of them, but I just find it funny that Logan Paul's literally like, I don't even know how I'm going to fight this yeah, dude. Like, like, how, this like, how are you going to get ready to fight He's him, He's like, bro? it started off as a joke, and like, now we're fighting? Like, all right. Those dudes are, those brothers are And you crazy. saw Mike Tyson on, uh, Mike, so I was yeah. watching clips of Logan's Paul, Logan Paul's podcast just because Mike Tyson was on it. And Mike Tyson, like, looks at like, Logan, oh, like, one of the dudes who's on the podcast with him is like, so Mike, like, how do you think Logan's going to do against uh, Floyd Mayweather? And Mike Tyson's just like, Oh, he's gonna get his ass kicked. Like, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. Like, Easy. no offense, but like, you're gonna get fucked up. Like, <laughs> on his own podcast, bro. That's fucked. Up. I mean, dude, you're fighting. I mean, it's true, dude. It's true. It's like, so true. And bro, I, I was talking about it, and I don't follow boxing, but some of my boys do, and they were like, 
boxing became is like it feels like such a joke now. You got like all these random fights. Yeah, like, it's like one an NBA fight, like an NBA player. That was horrible. Like, what the hell is that, dude? I would have done that? better against Jake. Paul. I, I think this dog, like, she would have fought him and better. Like, not bro. to say like, like, it's look, ridiculous. I think Jake Paul. I'm not gonna say he's a good boxer. He has been training for years. He can fight, and he's a big dude. But like, you're not a, a McGregor. You're not a no. Floyd Mayweather. I mean, Dylan Dennis does is known for his jujitsu, and I'm sorry, but like, you're not even a Dylan Dennis. Like, right, right. Did you see that thing from Brendan Schaub's uh, uh, food truck diaries? I don't think so. So he was w- with Dylan Dennis. Yeah. This was a couple weeks ago, and Jake Paul pulled up on a, with a, on the back of a pickup truck and started throwing water balloons at Dylan Dennis while he was what? doing filming this with Brendan Schaub. And Dylan Dennis started chasing him down. And as soon as he started running towards a truck, you hear Jake Paul go, pull off, pull off, pull off, pull off. Because, like, dude, if you get into a street fight with Dylan Dennis, like, he doesn't even need to punch you. He's just going to snap your neck in half. He's going to rip your arms limb from limb. Like, like, it's just like, like, I just feel like they don't know what they're getting themselves into. No. Maybe Logan against Floyd Mayweather is a little different because Floyd's broken his hands multiple times. Floyd can knock you out, but he's not known for having knockout yeah, power. It's, like, yeah, he's older now. Like I said, he's broken his hands multiple times. So like Logan and Logan Paul's a big dude as well. I'm pretty sure Logan Paul's bigger than Jake. And yeah, he, I'm yeah, like, Logan, and Logan yeah. Paul was actually like an all American wrestler or something wild, oh, or shit, an all state really? wrestler or something like that. And he, he's from that. Ohio. All they do is wrestle Ohio, and play yeah, football in Ohio. Corn like, fields. So shit. like, Logan Paul when it comes, and he actually was wrestling. Um, I feel like, but. Before I go to that, um, I feel like Logan Paul has a better chance against, a, not a better chance against Floyd Mayweather, a better chance of making it out alive against <laughs> yeah, yeah. Floyd Mayweather yeah. than Jake Brother. Paul would against like McGregor or Michael Bisping. Like he's calling out Michael Bisping and it's like, he's, dude, yeah. like you're why? Like why? Like why, why? Floyd's a, a smaller guy, you know, fighting a much bigger person. But like Michael Bisping, I'm pretty sure is probably bigger than Jake Paul. McGregor, I don't yeah. think he's bigger than Jake Paul, but like they're probably close to the same size. Yeah. Like, yeah, probably. I think he's just tweaking. Like it's just <laughs> shot. And he's like, he's like, I'm going to be the best boxer ever. Like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, Go home. Right. <laughs> like, stop. Just like, stop, Just go dude. home. Go just back stop. to your uh, hype house. What the fuck yeah, is like, it? like, what like, is it? Whatever. I don't even know what it's called. Whatever it's called. is a house full of fucking YouTubers. It's just crazy. And like your friend said, like, it's kind of like making boxing into a fucking like, joke. Like, yeah, that Nate Robinson no, thing, dude. Like, it was ridiculous. I would have knocked Nate Robinson out. Yeah, probably. He was just charging at probably. people. He was just charging windmilling. It looked like a cartoon It looked like fight. a street fight. Like, I saw the video. Like I, I didn't watch it. I saw the clips on Twitter and right Snoop after. Snoop Dogg was announcing oh, it, bro. Yeah. Like, what like, is Snoop this? I was like, oh, oh, Nate, that's how you get down in the streets. I'm like, what? <laughs> bro, it literally looked like a street fight. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like... This is just ridiculous, man. It's what is what is like boxing? look like Jake Paul's power and he did like was staying calm, like chose his punches, but like fighting Nate Robinson. Did you know Nate Robinson didn't even spar when he was training for that fight? Like he didn't even spar. Oh my he didn't God, spar. Dude. No, I did not know that. That's ridiculous. Like anyone can hit pads. And I've told yeah. people this. Like, dude, I'd be I'd be doing Muay Thai, I'd be hitting pads, I'd be like, Oh, my kicks are fire today. My yep. punches, like yeah. I could kill someone. And yeah, then like yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd spar and I'd be like, 
what the yeah, hell's no. going on? Nope. I couldn't step in a ring with someone yet. Like maybe no, in yeah. the street with someone, but a ring with someone? Ring nope. Like the, not happening. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, that's insane. Like anyone can look sick round. hitting pads. It oh, really yeah. It's true. Yeah, no, anybody can hit pads. I mean, all you got to do is tell them, all right, it's get, Yeah, get used three. to the rhythm, learn yeah, how yeah. to punch. But like, one, two, one, two, just start out simple. It's way different when a punch is coming at you. Yeah, because you got to react to that shit. Yeah, you got to react yeah. to it. Then you got to, like, my problem I remember when I first started sparring is, like, I could slip punches. I did really well slipping punches, but I'd slip punches, and then I wouldn't throw anything after it. So I'll just slip a you just punch. Just move and be like, yeah. what do I do now? So it's right. like, you got to get like it all together. Your timing, your distance, Yo, your, you know, slip and then counter. Or like when you, when you get tired, don't drop your hands. Like that was another thing. Up. You yep. would, you would spar at the end of training and then like you'd be sparring in your hands, which is a drop. Like, especially oh, with like dead. when I was doing the Muay Thai, cause what was I, when I was training, I was using probably like 16 ounce gloves, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I have them in the closet like over there, something but they were like, like 14, 16 yeah, yeah. ounces. So like right. after an hour of training, and then starting to spar like that shit your arms get tired yeah, like, it your may not seem like it would but week or so yeah like, your man hell tight. yeah yup and people don't people just don't think about it and it's it's funny but uh i mean i guess you know we could probably wrap this up if you want I'm i know cool, you brought yeah. some rossies so we can hell get into yeah. that gotta eat baby um, gotta eat you know is there anything a message you want to give to the people something you want to <sighs> tell the people man um <sighs> You know, some of the that motivation with the kids for the people, you know, um, I, I mean, recently, you know, for me, it's been uh, a lot about goals. You know, if you want to achieve something, you got to set a goal, but then don't forget about it. You know, um, make little pieces of paper, see it every day. You know, you want to do something, put it on your mirror every day. You're brushing your teeth. You look at that. You look at that, that goal and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do this. I'm going to achieve it. And if you don't, don't give up, you know, hard work dedication is how you achieve what you want in life. And I think if you can find that drive and that dedication, you know, you're better off. You're going to, you're going to be better than the, the, the guy that's just doing it because he wants money, you know, do it because you want to do it. Don't do it because just cause it doesn't do it cause you love it. Do it cause find you love it. You love find do your it. Passion. Exactly. Do it cause you love it. You know, it's, it's, it's important cause I love what I do. I love teaching. I love training and, it makes my day just go by that much faster and it kind of stinks that it goes by fast, but you know, I love it. I do love it. So find your passion, find your joy, find your love and don't give up on it. And then, uh, so where can the people find you on social media and then also Leclerc's? Um, I don't even know my Instagram. I think it's Tyler underscore Leclerc. I think it's real easy. I'm pretty sure my Twitter is Ogunnybear. Gotta, gotta hold it down. Um, Leclerc's martial arts on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, no Twitter yet. I'm in the works of trying to figure out how I'm going to make Twitter work. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff on Facebook. You'll see, we do a lot of, a uh, lot of things for the community around us, um, with just fundraising for some different organizations, you know, um, you'll see some videos, you'll see a bunch of different things, you know, um, our class schedule, stuff like that. Our phone numbers. If you know, anyone wants to come train, we're here, you know, it. that's really it. Leclerc's martial arts. I think that's literally all of our social media. So check it out for sure. Yeah, so don't forget to check them out. Follow Tyler if, if uh, you feel. And then uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at sure. Planet Creative Podcast. On YouTube, like and subscribe to the videos. Again, that's Planet Creative Podcast. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for the support we've had so far. And we'll see you next time.